since I've done this, so I appreciate you uh, being my guinea pig as Thank we you. restart it. I know. I'm so excited because we, you know, we met on that shoot mm-hmm. and we were talking like for hours in the car. Yeah, because we drove to Big Bear and we had two hours each way. Yeah. Super which early You were kind enough to let me carpool with you, which I yeah, appreciate. Yeah, you and your beautiful pup, Sesame. Yeah, she's right here. But yeah, like I said, it's just a conversation and there's only one official question of model behavior of this podcast. Oh. And that question is... What were you up to when you were seven years old? Oh, that's so. So I'll let you answer, and then I'll explain why we asked that question. What were I, like? What do you mean by what was I up to? It's kind of open ended. Like, okay, what kind of person were you? What were you into? Wow. What, was your, what was your deal as a seven year old? Wow, that's like takes me way back. Exactly, huh? that's the point. Throw you off. Yeah, it's really, it's really quite cute. I think I was like a bit lost, but I think that's normal with children. Mm-hmm. I was quite like sad and like insecure actually as really? a child. Yeah, I was. I was because I grew up kind of like all over the world. Yeah. So I didn't feel necessarily a sense of home anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Where were you at seven? For the majority, I was in Hong Kong for the okay. majority of my like seven. But then I was, as for my childhood, I feel like I was back and forth. I was in Europe. I was in Italy a lot. Mm-hmm. My father's mm-hmm. from there. Um, and then I was in Hong Kong a lot. My mother's from there. Yeah. And then I even went to Chicago. I was born in Chicago. Okay, yeah. Um, and I know that I spent a lot of time there because my mom's business took her between Hong Kong and Chicago. Okay. And so that was kind of, that was my seven, I would say. And... How, what, what was I up to? What were you into? I mean, oh, into, yeah. Okay. I've always been into drama and music. Okay. So seven would have been first grade, right? Yeah. It's like first, second, second, grade. first, second. Okay. Yeah. So I think that, oh, okay. Actually, I know, I know how to answer this. Cause I know that my mom was really stressed out with me because I was mm-hmm. told at that age that I was bad at math and science. Okay. And as a kid growing up in Asia, yeah. that is the kiss of death. Like you never right. want to hear that. Yeah. It just means it's, it's fancy words for you're dumb. Ooh. That's just, it's that's a way harsh. of saying it. And that's how they feel. Right. Especially at seven to be told that that's, that's intense. Yeah, I never, because I just wasn't good at it. So yeah. I think there was like a cognitive like test mm-hmm. and I tanked it, obviously. Like I had no understanding of math and science, right? Yeah. But um, I had been playing piano at that time. It would have been since I was four. So I guess like three, four years into, right. and I could read like sheet music before I could read English or like Chinese or Italian. Like I, wow. I, before language, yeah. I understood music. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was I I did really well in music, mm-hmm. and so I remember being very defensive. I think even as a child, because I was like, "No, I'm not dumb, mom." Because look, like that isn't that a good grade? Like I did really well here, right? And I think my mom was just not taking that for an answer. She was like, "Well, I'd rather you do good there, and then this stuff is on top of that." And I think she couldn't yeah. wrap her mind around why I was so dumb, it, you know. But you just didn't have an inclination towards math and science, which is fine. But in Hong Kong, that means but you're it, dumb. It's not fine in Hong Kong, right? Yeah. It's not. It means you will fail, and yeah. like you will not get a job. And I mean, look, not to like reveal my age or anything, but like I was in, I'm born in 1990. Mm-hmm. I think that was still quite a while ago, and I think back back then the stigma was still strong. Of, yeah. of course, it's already better. Every 10 years, you see like some sort of development, and I think it's a little better, but the stigma was very strong back then yeah like it held true 70s 80s 90s i think so in your mom's eyes what would have been your ideal trajectory yeah wow you know so my mom was the opposite of me right like Mm -hmm. she wasn't artistic she was very good at business yeah but i think she's proud of me because right now 
because I've managed to turn like what I liked doing as a hobby to somewhat of a business. So I think she does respect me because, mm-hmm. um, well, I, I'm a high earner. So that's all that matters, right? right? To like a, an Asian parent. <laughs> I sure. think that's, you know, as long as you do that, it doesn't really matter how, of course, as long as you're not breaking all kinds of crazy rules yeah. or like illegal or, you know what I mean? But they want you to go on a safe track, like doctor, lawyer, yeah. engineer, something that almost guarantees high earning. Right. Whereas like taking a risk on something like crazy, like what we like do acting and modeling is not a guarantee. No. And so I think she thought that I was crazy, but she's calmed down. Cause I think yeah. our most tumultuous, tumultuous years were like 16 to, I would say like 24. Right. When it's risky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my dad, he's a doctor, so he had a, you know, a very set path that he followed and then became a high earner. And, for a long time in my younger years, like my early twenties, he was like, "What are you doing?" Like he felt the same, right? Yeah, because he and he'd ask questions like, "When are you going to be on a TV show?" And it's like, "I I don't know." Like, there's no, it's not like graduate school. Then you go into residency, and then you go into fellowship. It was, exactly. it's like if, you know, it's it's a little bit more abstract than that. But I think now that I've carved out a little bit of success for myself, he can appreciate that I've, you know leaned into my passions and been able to make a career out of it as opposed to following some standard path. Yeah. Or as opposed to even failing, right? Like the fact that you didn't fail, I think can, and parents at the end of the day, they like want what's best for you. Right. So it's very human of your father to act like that, just like it was for my mom. Right. So it's funny that like early on, it was almost like they gave up on you. They're like, well, yeah. you're dumb, so we're not even mm-hmm. going to try. Do you think that gave you some sort of freedom to then, when you're like, well, if I'm dumb, or like, even though you knew you weren't, you just had, you know, different uh, predilections, yeah. do you think that gave you some freedom to head in the way you, you headed? You know, I don't know, but I think what's more interesting than that, the fact that they, what's more interesting than the fact that she gave up on me was, mm-hmm. I think, my awareness of the fact that she gave up on me. To me, that's, like you just don't realize, I think, as a parent, how yeah. much your kid realizes. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. So and I what think, sticks, like little moments yeah. can just like totally rewire your brain. It's all the little moments. Yeah. So I just remember being so like down. And I think, I, I don't know that it gave me confidence, actually. Yeah. I don't think it gave me confidence or freedom. Mm-hmm. I That's not how I saw it. I think I felt like really shitty up until, I think I thought I was a dumb person, I think. Yeah, I think I had very low Mm self-esteem. And I think that I thought I was a dumb person for a very long time. And I think like my teachers confirmed it, except for, of course, like linguistically, you know, I had language teachers were like, you're a genius. And then like my musical teachers were like, you're an absolute genius. And I also got like a full music scholarship. So like I had my world where I was safe. Right. But everyone else told me I was dumb. Like so it's the zeitgeist very, was saying, well, if you're not good in math and science, you're a dumb person. Even though ev- all these other people are telling you, yeah. you're brilliant. And is that not conflicting? I mean, Super that's very paradoxical, right? Yeah, and it must be confusing, especially for an early brain to wrap their head around that. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it's great that you didn't just accept, like, well, I'm, I'm stupid, but it's Later hard. on, I didn't accept. Yeah. But I think I did accept that I was dumb. You had to work dumb. through it. Yeah. yeah, I I thought very well, and I think even to this day, I you know undermine my own intelligence. At, there's yeah. moments, of course. Don't get me wrong. I think overall, I'm a very confident person, mm-hmm. and like I I go for things, and you know I have businesses, and I do the things that I want to do. But there are moments where I'm like, oh yeah, but that's like I'm not smart enough. You know that that it, yeah. it bleeds through. 
uh, moments. Well, I think there's a healthy balance of that where like you don't want to be this egomaniac, like, egomaniac who's like, I'm brilliant. I'm like, whatever, whatever yeah. you think is stupid. Like, I, I know what to do. And you also don't want to be completely insecure. There's yeah. this line of humility to toe that's like, I think I'm pretty smart. I'm also willing to accept that sometimes I'm not the smartest. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of ride that you know, those two gears when they serve you best. Yeah. I the kinda, key is knowing when they do. It's so true. And I kind of wish I could just hug like the little me because I feel like I just didn't know. I had yeah. no idea. I was really like lost and I just felt so conflicted in school. And it was a hard time for me, even mm-hmm. like making friends, you know, I was always like not, I was just like, didn't really fit in anywhere. I was kind of right. weird as a child. Well, and Cause like, you're mixed and you're living in different true. places. And I could yeah. imagine that you're just like, what group do I fit in with? Yeah. I would bounce around not ever long enough to like have true friends. I don't think. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like kids would also point out my appearance cause like it was different. Like, yeah. I think I showed you a picture of myself as a child. Yeah. I look really funny. I had, like red curly hair. Right. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, fu- I was yeah. funny looking. And so like in Hong Kong that like I stood, I stood out quite a bit mm-hmm. and they called me like Ronald McDonald because like you know like the red clown with of the course. red hair it's yeah. like the, the number one archetype like well you're a clown yeah <laughs> they're like oh you look just like that and it was kind of true I, I had that hair so I was like trying to like wish uh black straight hair into uh-huh. like existence and uh-huh. I actually got it which is so funny because yeah. like now that I'm older I have straight black hair but um when I was young I was like I would sell myself I don't care I would do anything for like right. hair that wasn't that just didn't make me look like so weird like like a freak you know um and then, like, of course, now I'm like, oh, I love redheads with curly hair. <laughs> like, yeah, you I like, love that. You wish what you, you had what you didn't wish you had yeah. back then. Yeah, because it's so, unique and different. Yeah. But you just want to, like, I remember I was a short kid and all I wanted was to be tall. You told me that. Yeah, I was tiny. And you I were was a late like, bloomer. Late bloomer. And I was just like, my dad's tall. My mom's not that tall, but I was yeah. just like so worried I was going to be short forever. And then I was like, I just want to be six feet. I just want to be six feet. Yeah. And now I'm over six feet. So it's great. Good for you. Not everyone who wants that gets that. I know. I got lucky. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I, I can relate to that. And it's, I mean, you're such a confident person now because mm-hmm. we were on set and you just know how to like, how to hold your, your oh, focus thanks. and yeah, carry yourself. Nice of you. Thanks. Well, I mean, it's, it makes my job easier being the blurry guy in the background. No, you were not. Yeah, yeah, that's not true. You weren't. We, we have video evidence to no, prove. No, no. <laughs> that was like one clip. That's yeah, not true. but how do you think you got from this, you know, insecure seven-year-old? So that's the idea behind that question. Is ah. there's a famous quote that's attributed to like Aristotle or some Franciscan friar? They don't really know, but it's mm-hmm. essentially give me the child at seven and I'll show you the adult, which wow. it implies that you're. By the time you're seven, you know, your mix of nature and nurture and the things you're gravitating towards is like setting you up to become the person you're going to become. It's mm-hmm. already there. Mm-hmm. And it's like that destiny is just like going to manifest itself over the course of your formative years. Mm-hmm. But it's already in you. So I'm curious how you got from this sort of lost, as you said, insecure seven-year-old to a very confident, successful woman wow i don't actually know i don't know really yeah i think my mom has you know equally i mean as as much unfortunately you have to admit like as much damage as she did i think she also did a lot of good yeah because i think i she's such a go-getter so i did like copy that Mm -hmm. right like i had a strong female presence in my life who was very independent and like taught me to go for things and like not expect handouts and not expect um 
like men basically to come and save you. I think she yeah. she lived that firsthand. My dad abandoned her when she was pregnant. Oh really? Yeah. So um, well, he abandoned us when you know she was pregnant. He just said like, oh my gosh, and they were married too. Mm-hmm. So that was why it was so like tr- shocking for her because she thought it was a sure thing and that he had committed to us and that was like what he wanted and he just decided like she just wasn't the person for him and you know of course there's two sides to every story that's the side i've heard um i don't know my dad well enough but i've met him a few times you know he's a you know interesting person he's just like a bit he's he's a difficult he's a piece of work right like he's committed lots of crimes like he's yeah oh yeah he's italian so like um he they couldn't get annulled or divorce because he was like one he was like heavily wanted really for like scamming like i don't know hundreds of thousands of people for like wow. he used to be an investment banker and you think he stole a little bit from everyone i don't a know what Ponzi yeah i think he did that i'm not sure exactly what because my mom kind of shielded me from a lot of that probably but, for good reason yeah yeah but can i tell you something that's random please that's like <laughs> like embarrassing but it's random but it's not random because because <laughs> nothing's random, right? Because it t- it shocked my mom, and I think she shielded me because she said when I was a child I was a huge like pickpocketer, really, and I stole a lot of things, really. Yeah, to be very honest with you, I stole. It was in my nature, just for like the thrill of it, or just maybe for it was the in your DNA. It. it was in my DNA, and my mom was like, "Wow, holy fuck, yeah, that you like got this from your dad." I mean, we're so 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 much a product of our parents. Like, we don't. Because oh, my yeah. mom's the she would she never stole a thing in her life. She's mm-hmm. a goody two shoes, everything by the book. You know, the craziest thing she ever did was like apply for papers to go live somewhere. You know what I mean? Like she's yeah, yeah. not at all a daredevil in that sense. And so she it scared her because I would like get called in school. Mm-hmm. And I think that would shock people now too, right? Because yeah. I, I like I have very strong morals and I would never steal. I haven't stolen since I was a child, but but the fact that it, it had to be like kind of beat out of me. Yeah. So I was punished a lot. You got caught for it. I got caught. Yeah. I got so caught. So you weren't a good pickpocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. God no. I think I really just but your did dad it. also got caught. So maybe we, it runs in the family. Yeah, we're both terrible thieves. <laughs> oh my God. But like yeah, he did it obviously in a much bigger scale than I did. Yeah. I stopped at like, I don't know nine maybe ten i was like i just stopped stealing well it's funny it's very incongruous because i don't see you as a corner cutter at all no and i'm not you like have your nose to the grindstone i mean you and your fiance are both very successful independently of each other which i think is really cool because you both have your your own thing going and then you're able to have build a relationship in the middle yeah which is ideal yeah um but you know just because like whenever you drive to set with another talent like we didn't know each other i'd never met no. you i knew you were with my agency with it models but it's like oh boy we have this two-hour drive like this could be i know we could run out of things to talk about real fast i know uh, and it was also six in the morning we had your dog sesame in the I car know, and, she, and you were so sweet to her and she's got oh. google eyes she's, know, she's staring, staring at you right at now do you Hi, love baby. him so much she you does love him so much. Um, oh gosh you bought her a pup cap but like i think you know i was kind of a corner cutter for a long time really and it might may have been out of um when you were younger you mean? when i was young like high school especially like and it may have been out of a lack of being challenged mm. i was a pretty smart kid like mm. i did well in school and i wasn't i was in a I, I went to a public school for high school that didn't really challenge me or force me to push myself ah. and so i almost found it 
more fulfilling to find to a way to cut to beat the system yeah. than to like just be like okay i have to study this then take this test and i was yeah. like that's like i can do that but sure. like if i can beat the system that's more interesting to me it's more it's fun more creative it's I'm more clever creative. it's more clever and like <laughs> i felt like i was getting away with something and i was yeah. like i like fuck your rules like i can i'll get away with this and i'll I'm, I'll think I'm putting in less effort, but I'm actually probably putting in more effort than I Trying would by system. just like doing the rote memorization yeah. that I should have done. No, it's it's funny how kids, we as kids act out. Like yeah. that's all for some, like it's a reason of something else, yeah. right? It's a product of something else. And I think I wasn't, I wasn't being challenged and I, I mm. found a way to challenge myself. But Were I you also- like a really smart kid? Yeah, I was pretty smart. I was in mm. gifted classes and oh, you know, okay. like all that stuff. But um, then I realized- That was not me. <laughs> yeah, and you. also like- yeah, you get away with stuff for a certain amount of time, but when things go wrong and you get caught or they backfire, there's no one to blame but yourself. And that creates this cognitive dissonance where then you get into like this shame spiral and you get guilty and then you maybe make more bad decisions. And it just, it doesn't work long-term. It may work in the short term. You may get away with something briefly, yeah, but it's not sustainable long-term. Right. And then, you know, jumping forward to an industry like what we're in now, if you cut corners, like you may be able to sneak into a place where you don't belong. That's true. But you then could. you got to prove that you belong there and you yeah. don't. And like, you know. I mean, I think there's so many brilliant people yeah. who don't cut corners and yeah. they still don't last. Right. Right. So like if you can't last even at that level. If, you know, you wind up like you hack your way into some production right. that you don't belong at yet. It uh, won't last. It won't. And you probably blow your shot in going forward. You know, mm-hmm. you'll probably ruin your chances of of ever getting to that point again yeah or maybe it's just your mindset that you know holds you back yeah i mean i used to believe in this whole like blacklist thing mm-hmm. and i don't anymore i think the industry is too times, big it's it's too big times yeah. have changed people are changing younger people are getting yeah. active it's like it's no longer about that but mm-hmm. so it's not to say that oh my gosh, you'll get a reputation and that'll be the end of it. I, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily believe that, although I'd love to believe that. Um, I don't think so. I think it is like your mindset of, you know, oh, I can just get away with doing this and then you end up, yeah. you know what I mean? You, you hold yeah. yourself back. But and- even like, you know, if you get a reputation, careers are built on bad reputations. Look at like yeah. bad babies, like the cash me outside girl. What does that even mean anymore? I mean, she's killing it. She had some like only fans account that blew up. She yeah. has albums that are coming out and like her music's not that bad. No, she'll but, have, a, she'll have her fan base, a support, you know, so yeah. it's like, I don't necessarily, you know, believe that anymore, but it is, it's totally your mindset. Like if yeah. you really think you can like go through life, um, not leaving you know just kind of like leaving stones unturned and not mm-hmm. doing all the work um i i don't know i mean let's see how far that gets unless you're like some gr- amazingly lucky motherfucker and you just keep stumbling into success yeah. i've just never met a single person that way and every person that i've ever admired that i don't know personally didn't do it that way either so yeah i mean there's a story about jennifer lawrence who she took one acting class and was like i get it and then she like won an Oscar. So people like to point to that and they're like, well, I could be like that. It's like, probably not. She's one in a million, literally. I don't think that's like a um, fair example. Exactly. You know? That's what I'm saying. That's the yeah. outlier. Like you can't, you can't be like, well, she did it. Then I'm not going to take acting classes because. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, all yeah. the other people who are taking all the acting classes and still fighting tooth yeah. and nail for all these parts that there aren't enough to go around at the no. beginning yeah. and like they might get one eventually if they work hard. So you can't hope that that will also be your path. No, not at all. So, not at all. 
You don't like, I mean, it's, this is a career and a business like everything else. Yeah. You want to like, you know, be a doctor, but you don't want to go to school. It doesn't make sense. Right. You want to be an actor, but you don't want to like, I don't know, have a life and have life experiences that, mm-hmm. you know, that trans like transcend and translate well onto film or, you know, put in the experience, put in the hours to help you at least fake that life experience. Right. My gosh, how are you supposed to do it? It's very like, it's, it's performative. You actually have to perform in that second. And if you can't do it, you don't get the job. It's, it's like so high stakes, right? It's even worse than it's even harder. I think than a lot of other jobs. Yeah. And I I think you hit on an interesting point, which is like have life experiences because you, I mean, to be on camera and act like you're heartbroken or oh, in yeah. love, like if exactly. you've never felt that, you can't fake that. You can't fake. Like, there's a while where I had never like had my heart broken by someone, and I was like, "What?" Is, like, I would like listen to music. I'm like, "What is this bullshit?" Like, yeah. sad music. <laughs> you don't get it. And then it you happens, and you're like, "Oh, you were like, mature enough to process." You're like, that. this is a physical pain yeah. that is like unparalleled to anything I've ever felt. That's actual pain. And then you know. And then you know. Yeah. And then I listen to music. I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, this yeah. Is. Then you know. But so you have to have those experiences if you want to bring those to the screen in yeah. any sort of realistic way because yeah. you can't fake that. No, you can't. You can you can try to go through the motions and what you think it is and you know use your and face maybe get and lucky. your body. And maybe get you, maybe lucky. you get like one take that's good. Yeah. That's like okay. And they can edit around it and yeah. change the coverage. But that doesn't make you good. But it's not going to be transcendent, which is that word you used. Yeah. Um so when did you start getting into the the modeling and acting world? When did I start? So I did university, just mm-hmm. like anyone would expect. Any any like Asian household would sure. expect, right? So I did university, and it was music scholarship. I I tried to do theater in school, and I just like I'm such a little shit. I just hated the teachers. Like yeah. I just were like, you know what? I don't want to spend four years with you. You're not my type. <laughs> like it just was. I just was like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'll do anything else. And it wasn't that I didn't like theater. I just was like that did, however, made make me question my resilience because I'm like, if I can't handle these people, how am I? You know. Know? like mm-hmm. I, it's a good question to ask right like oh wow like am i that much of a diva to like but it was yeah. just it was intolerable for me so i just quit well you have to find your crowd you know you it, got, yeah you that you're gonna make a career out of it you're gonna be surrounded by people for the rest yeah of your and life. i was annoyed by the theater kids who would jump yeah. on tables and just start screaming me and singing too. that look, wasn't look my at me, thing kids yeah i'm not like i'm sorry that. yeah okay so we're like the yeah. same i'm not self-promotional like i struggle with my instagram it's like wow, i have yeah. to a little bit but but yeah. you're getting good at that. I feel like you are. I see. Yeah, yeah, I play the game. Yeah. I have to. And like I, I too, like I just the other day came like came out with a website, which I've never really? in my life had. Yeah. It's just like, I'm like, why would I? It just felt so cheesy. Mm-hmm. And I actually told my, um, I hired someone to do it. So I was like, I told the guy, I was like, hey, can you like take away the word actor? I'm like, it's just so cheesy. I know. So he it's took like it away. It's like a business card. Yeah. He, so we made it as minimal and self-explanatory as possible. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, oh my God, it's so cheesy. But anyway, no. So that's like part of it, right? Um, so I hate, I forgot the question, but so I hated... Um, theater the, kids yeah theater, theater kids theater teachers i hated the world yeah. i didn't fit in yeah even though i was like wow i still would watch films and be like i want to do this you mm-hmm. know but not that mm-hmm. not those people i'm not mm-hmm. gonna be like that so i'm like let me just do like a real world degree where i can apply it should i need a degree because i don't think i need a degree for acting yeah no i do need a degree for like jobs though so i'm like okay let me do communication because it felt natural yeah it also felt applicable yeah and there was a lot of language emphasis which is just my strong suit anyway Mm -hmm. so you know i did spanish i did italian italian already knew so i aced that i just picked things that were like easy Mm -hmm. like lazy kind of 
<laughs> I was kind of lazy. Well, it's funny. I took Italian and Spanish in college. I mean, like, yeah. you know, level three. Oh, good. Um, but I just had this callback for an Amazon commercial. And I'm playing a cowboy who has to say, like, oh, look at my old buddy, like, Mad Dog O'Reilly rolling into town. Okay. And then I have to do it in Italian and Spanish. Oh. And I, at first I got the audition and I was like, fuck, like, come on. And then I was like, wait a minute. I took both these languages in but college. But that's hard to do. So... I went to the callback and I told the director, I was like, yeah, I took these class, you know, I took them in college and he's like throwing lines at me to translate on the spot. Oh, what And the I was heck? able to barely pull it good off. Good for you. So I felt good. I felt, you know, but someone like you who's a I don't a even know how to poly. say cowboy in Italian. cowboy. I don't even know well, how you would even it's say caballero it. in Spanish, right? Oh, is it? Yeah, caballero. caballero. Oh, okay. So I just never similar. said cowboy in Italian in my life. Yeah, that's one of the things. Like you... You might have to know how to say desk and pencil, but it's like, how do you say <laughs> six shooter? You no, know, yeah. And, you and some things how. don't translate directly. So, yeah. But that's just a funny little aside. Interesting. Um, so, you got a communications degree. Yeah. And I so relate to the idea of like not loving. We've talked about with Hayes, uh, Hayes McEacher, and we talked about how we don't love actors yeah. because a lot of actors. <sighs> They're just like the motives seem not in the right place. Mm-hmm. I want to be famous. I want to be rich. I want the exposure. I want mm. the trappings of yeah. the work without yeah. just like being a skilled laborer and showing yeah. up to set, doing my job humbly and then disappearing. I, you know, I like that about you though, because that's yeah. how I felt you, your attitude was like you were so gracious on set. Yeah. And it just showed. And I think people like they like that about you, you know, I they hope really so. like that. No, they did because the clients were all like into you and they loved you. And and like o- like for obvious reasons, I mean, like being good at your job, like I think to someone like us who take it pretty seriously, it's almost like the bare minimum. Yeah. But then like, like being, being polite and that's on exactly, time on top of like that. that's why I appreciated you because you, you know, we got put in touch through our agent mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, you're going to drive Bianca. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool, I'll text her. That's and so then cool. you were like, hey, like. When are we leaving? Like, what time are you going to be here? And I was like, so appreciative that you are on top of your oh. shit. Because not everyone is. And they think, because I'm talent, I can roll up late. And it's not a, not a big deal because I'm important. Oh, yeah. And it's like, no. Do no people one act is, like that? I think some people do. But that's kind of the concept. I've never met this. anyone who did that. Well, the concept behind this podcast is sh- showcasing that whatever people think about actors, and especially models that yeah. were like these vapid, prima donna, superficial type yeah. people. Yeah is not it's maybe true for a certain for like a lower tier because i'll tell you a lower what, tier or like the highest highest, highest supermodel tier. tier yeah but the I'm working there. like journeyman models and actors are just good at their job yeah and they're I've, humble and they're grounded they're usually in very stable relationships yeah they and, don't well, pretty they boring don't, people like, think they're special no we're pretty boring right yeah we're pretty boring we don't do anything no, because we, we, we have to just sit around and wait for auditions. <laughs> Basically, we don't yeah. do stuff. We don't have like these crazy adventurous lives that would yeah. it maybe look like. Yeah, we're not like flying to the south of France to party with Leo or whoever. Yeah. Maybe some. Although I did are. go to Paris recently, <laughs> but yeah, <it's> fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I think like I don't meet people like that because I think on our level, like you said, um, it doesn't exist because those people just wouldn't get our jobs they just wouldn't like it took a lot to get to where we are and if they didn't do those steps i don't think they would get here like the audition needs to be on time right then you got to do the callback that's got to be on time right Mm -hmm. okay then you got to talk to wardrobe they're going to be like hey you need this you need that you don't need this you don't need that we're coordinating this we're coordinating that and like you said you know i needed a ride Mm because i didn't want to drive i don't like driving and so i had to coordinate that myself through with our agent first who then relayed the message to you Mm -hmm. who then had to connect 
contact us. A stranger. I was a stranger. To yeah, you. you're a total like, stranger. I'm going to jump in the car with this guy for two hours. Yeah, and I didn't even know you, yeah. but I was like, um, you know, I know that like they were going to pay for gas. I'm like, send him my gas money. Just tell him he has to pick me up. So we like organized everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like all of that to then be late. Like, I just don't think it happens on our level, but like on a, maybe right. like a different kind of production, like you said, something smaller or something bigger where I guess it's different. Yeah. But like for the average, like you said, working actor, working professional. Yeah. I've just never seen it. And if they do, they're really sorry. Because and we it's don't like have a, the luxury of thinking we're not replaceable because I am imminently, imminently sure, replaceable. There's sure. a million guys who look just like me mm-hmm. and who will show up and work as hard or if not for harder less. than me for less. For less. So if I don't put in a, like, you know, a stellar work day, yeah. then the client may come back to my agency and be like, yeah, he was fine. But like, and they do, they always do. They, they always, always give feedback. And then they're not going to put my agent's not going to push me next time. Yeah. They're not, if they're like, we need five all American guys. Like sure. I, if I don't make that list, that's a job I have no chance of ever getting. Yeah. So you have to stand out. You have to be the, you know, the excellent of the excellent mm-hmm. if you want to progress to the next level. You really do. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's not emphasized enough. Like, I, I, and I don't know if you get this, but like, I'm sure you do. Hmm. But it's where like actors who, okay, I would say this is probably less to do with that. Like models, I'll say. Yeah. Models who want to get to our level, mm-hmm. who aren't quite there, who aren't quite where we are, right? Yeah. And they ask you, well, how, how are you doing it? Do you get this question? Because like my my DMs are flooded. Because no one knows what to do. There's no there's no graduate school. There's no. No. I mean, you can get a theater degree or you can go to like Juilliard, and that still doesn't tell you. That still doesn't tell you the business of it. That's like how to play with swords and masks. Yeah, that's not real life experience. Not at all. And I was, you know, I'm uh, guilty of this. I got my first agency. I was like, I'm a model now. (laughs) I'm a beautiful person. Like I'm gonna just like have a career. And then nothing happened. Yeah, sure. So then you realize, oh, I got to get these test shoots. I got to build my portfolio. I got to learn how to audition. I got to learn. I got to be on set a bunch and figure out, you know, what sort of attitude, what's needed of me, what's not needed of me. Sometimes I get a little too Midwestern. I try to be Mm. helpful and I try to like, like, don't move stuff around. Like, don't stop, stop, stop. Like, you're, you're, it's very nice of you, but like, you're not, you're actually getting in the way Mm -hmm. by trying to help. Yeah. So you have to. You have to learn to toe that line, which so is interesting. So much to learn, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I get those DMs like all the time. I'm sure. And I, I have this thing I have this thing where I really want to help, but mm-hmm. I'll help in my way. So like what I've done recently is like, because yeah. I get, it's the same DMs all the time. Yeah. So every few weeks, if I'm getting like a lot, then I'll just make the same post again because I feel like they're and not looking. all of them. Yeah. So I'll be like, here, you guys need to work with Dana Patrick, Emily Sandifer, Kelly Fajak, and Michael Roud. These are the four people I shoot with. I'm giving mm-hmm. you my formula that's worked for me. If mm-hmm. your materials are shit, you look like shit. There are people who are going to be stunning and their materials are shit. Guess what? They're not getting the job. Yeah. There's average looking people with excellent materials. Guess who's getting the job? Yeah. So like just like every other business, like if you're not like it takes money to make money. So if you're not going to like spend it, you're not going to get it. Like because your selfie. You have to invest. Yeah. yeah. Like your selfie is not going to get you the role. No. Right? Like I'm setting up for a new headshot session, which I do once a year. Me too. So to am update I. update my look. And, and we, you know, sh- as you should. I went over all my wardrobe options with my agent. He gave me like three looks that are layered. So really it's like six looks plus because yeah. you take off each layer and it changes up, you know, okay. what kind of guy, what kind of category you're shooting for. 
But like you have to do that every year because yeah, you have to. The casting directors a they get tired of seeing the same photos exactly. over and over again. And B, it has to look fresh, right? Yeah, and like the trends change in headshots. And you mentioned Emily Sandifer, who I love. And we she's, love her. She's been on the podcast as well, and she's super interesting and a she great has? photographer. Yeah, I want to listen. Yeah, I love her. She's like a really, really talented. She's so person. she's one of those people you can connect with right away. Yes, and you don't feel this sort of awkward, stilted relationship where you have to get into the groove. Like no, she not just, at all. She By the helps way, the you come feel comfortable it's so true and the four photographers that i've noted like none of them are my friends yeah like i'm not just like referring this for my health these are people who yeah you're not gonna kick back i'm not (laughs) and and i i'm not gonna say who or who not but i don't get along with all of them yeah i I didn't like like them that that we weren't i wasn't like oh let me go hang out with this person but they deliver good work yeah i left like with not the best impression but my pictures got me booked that's all i care about so you know and people complain oh my god it's so expensive yeah i think like to shoot with those four people plus doing the edits plus doing all that stuff Makeup. it's gonna run you like four or five grand for all like four really? photo sessions well oh, for, yeah for, for all four yeah. people i'm not saying yeah, per yeah, yeah. one like, per person whoa you're getting overcharged no 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 yeah <laughs> no but like you know well depending on how many photos you want edited yeah. like that all adds up and if you're like me you don't want to waste the photos so yeah. you do it you do it right and it'll cost you and yeah like, if you want to do three to five looks with makeup and edits but you're not going to get any edits you know you, you're going to get the edits but you're looking at probably a thousand dollars yeah so per person right yeah. so that's yeah. why i said four yeah so like a, a thousand and some change, like let's call it four or five grand, yeah. right? Six hundred to twelve hundred, yeah, like that's per person. That's, that's a range per person, right? Per, per session, exactly. So yeah. I do that every year, and that's well, and the, so once that's a part year, of my business cost. And every time I'm like, oh, I'm spending a thousand bucks, and then I but book a new job back. immediately, yeah, immediately because the photos make you like you make it back in a week. Yeah, so it's one job. Less. And I wish people exactly, and I wish people would just see things like that. Cause mm-hmm. I, and I, I always tell them like, you want to know my secret? These are the four people I work with. Like that is as secretive as it gets. Like I'm telling you exactly the, the formula yeah. and they don't listen yeah. or they'll shoot with someone cheaper. Yeah. I'm like, well, you won't get the job. So you want to waste 300 or you want to spend 600? Yeah. Yeah. Buy nicer, buy twice. That's yeah. what I say, you know? Mm. Um, and then, so once you get the headshots, of course it goes to casting directors, they pick you yeah. then it's audition time. Then it's down to your skill. And we're in this weird world of self tapes right now yeah. where like most of my, I mean, 90% of my auditions are self tapes right Mine now. Mine are too. A couple have been in person, but, Me too. um, but I prefer it. I know. I, I like I being in control. Like, yeah. and I, having had the background of going into so many rooms with the camera yeah. ops and the directors, like I, I know what they're looking for to a certain extent. I think it would be harder if, you were starting out in this industry and it was all self-tapes because you'd be like shooting in the dark. You know, you don't know what you're doing. Um, But I think, you know, having a simple backdrop, having a ring light, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing a little bit of editing know-how will set you apart. Do you think you find that, that you can kind of allow yourself to, the cream to rise at the top yeah, in terms I, of casting. I don't think I had tons of like in-person experience. No. I'm pretty new to the acting thing. Believe yeah. Like, I mean, my first thing that I, when I first pursued acting, I would say it was 2017. That's when I like really pursued acting. Okay, wow. Or like 2018. And like, so I, but, but I, that year I booked my first TV show, my first film. Yeah. But that wasn't like, it, it was in Hong Kong. And okay. it wasn't like, oh my gosh, like look at this like system. I didn't, there's no union there. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a self-tape. I think they asked for a video. They didn't call it a self-tape. They asked for it. They're like, can yeah. you send a video of you saying these lines? Well, a lot of TV is self-tapes. Yeah. It is, and Commercials right? more, they take themselves more seriously. Okay, so, yeah, so I bigger. haven't had that 
like that experience you're talking about okay. and i think i would like choke the fuck up because really? i just i'm i have that insecurity like i have stage fright and it's just i'm not as an actor and i know i'm not supposed to say i love self-tapes but i love i love it because i can well, do it can as do many times takes if you need to yeah you go into a room with a camera op and you he might give you a second chance if you don't. He's yeah. like, all right. Like I've heard, I've talked to some casting directors on this podcast and camera ops and they're like, yeah, there's a point where I got to move on with my day yeah. and I'll just be like, okay, got it. And I know that I'll just delete the file because right. I know that guy didn't get it. Yeah. But that guy walks out being like, two takes, like nailed it. Yeah. And honestly, he's fucked. <laughs> right. You know, I did have an experience with this guy and he never actually made his film, but it was a guy from Hawaii. I'll mm-hmm. never forget him. He's Chinese looking. He had like, he had bald. He was bald, and I could tell he like wasn't. You know, you can tell like when someone's kind of green. Yeah, I could tell he didn't like make tons of films before, but he like knew what he wanted. And mm-hmm. I think when he saw me, he was like, "She's like, you know, you know when you're someone's thing, right? Yeah. Like, and they kind of like decide on you sometimes even before you say hello. Oh, when you walk in the room, right? Like sometimes person. it's like that. Yeah. And I think he like he he gave me all those chances, right? So like the first scene I did, I nailed it, and it was just like some comedy scene. It, it was very lighthearted, mm-hmm. and I'm like it was natural, which is like my my comfort zone. I can do stuff like that really well. Yeah. So he was like, oh, he likes turned to everyone. He goes, I have not seen one single person today do it like that just like normal like good uh-huh. never seen it in my life he was so enthusiastic and i was like i got this shit in the bag this guy's like blowing smoke up my ass i feel amazing yeah. and then the second scene i had to cry now i could typically cry mm-hmm. but for some reason i was feeling so good like elated oh you're stoked yeah because i was stoked and yeah. i couldn't get i just couldn't go from there to there mm-hmm. like from a to z in like three seconds. I mean, that's hard, yeah. And so he just looked at me and he was just like, I could see he was disappointed. And he was like, let's let's do it again and just really try and get there. I mean, he was trying to coax. And like he had yeah. no experience as a director. He didn't know what to say to me. He didn't like, no. Right. So it was like just he was winging it and I was like, okay, like trying and I couldn't push it out. Yeah. I couldn't push it out. Yeah. I didn't get it. But then I, I follow up because what I do is I look at every audition I do. I stalk all the people involved. I don't know if everyone does this. Oh, okay. I thought that was normal, but you'd be surprised how many people I'm like, Oh, I just, they just walk in and walk Mm -hmm. out. I don't do that. I'm crazy. So I'll stalk everyone. I'm crazy. crazy. (laughs) So I'll stalk everyone. And I stalked him and he never made the film. Yeah. So I never came out with it. Well, I mean, that's also a super unnatural scenario because yeah. on set, you're never going to go from this lighthearted scene to this crying scene within 10 seconds. Yeah. There's going to be a setup. There's going to be time Something. where you maybe go to your trailer, or you go to holding, or you go to crafty, you get in the mood, you get in the mood to find the sense memories, whatever you need to do. Um, unless the scene itself calls for you to make that range shift, which then you prepare for on its own. Yeah, I was wasn't, and I was so new. This was a long. Yeah. This was 2017, yeah. a long time ago. So I just didn't have the training. I didn't have yeah. anything. I mean, that's a, like that's like the ultimate fear is like the crying scene because oh you either can fake it or you can't. Yeah, you know. I think we all can to an extent. It's just like you got to unlock it. Yeah, yeah. The environmental issues, like they, it does count for something. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was like my experience of like being. That was my only, I think, one-on-one. Like felt like a real audition. Yeah. Everything else in my life has, act, well, at least that what I've booked and even just like come across has mostly been self-tape. Yeah. So it hasn't been like a big transition for me. I already knew how to do stuff. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's you're ahead of the game. And you mentioned um, that like being natural is sort of your strong suit. I think so. And that's 
I mean, it's easy to like people here like, yeah, of course I act natural. It's not a big deal, but it's hard. It's so hard to act natural because everything in your environment is completely unnatural. Yeah. There's all these lights on you. There's all these people standing around staring at you. And if you start to think about that, you're so pulled out of the moment. You are. And then you forget your lines. Yeah. And then a lot of people, when they get, you see them in like audition waiting rooms, they're, they're like trying to act in a bat, like they're. I'm trying to explain this. It's like yeah, they're doing what they think acting is. Oh right, because like acting is big and theatrical, and like when you see people like going over their lines in the waiting room, you can tell they're acting. But if someone's really doing a good job of rehearsing or acting, it should look like they're just talking to the person sitting next yeah. to them. You shouldn't be able to tell that like oh he's rehearsing now. Oh now he's talking to the guy next yeah. to him. Just a conversation. It should be the same because it's so true, and that's so hard to figure out. It's hard to figure out every, but every good acting coach I've ever been around has said like exactly what you said, yeah. which is like the whole key is like the subtlety that yeah. it's not about acting. Like if I can believe you, that means you're, it's not no longer acting. Yeah. I shouldn't be able to, it should be transparent. And believable. Should be able to see that you're acting. Yeah. So like you asked me to help you with a self tape yesterday. Yeah. Thank so you. So I jumped on zoom, oh my God, thanks. read your sides with you. And you were super natural. Oh, thanks. Not super natural, but you were very natural. <laughs> oh, I appreciate um, that. So I think you, I could even been I could have probably been a little more like you know watching back I was like huh it just I rushed it also yeah we were on a deadline we were on a deadline but you know that's yeah thank you for saying that yeah um I it's just so a part of it is confidence too right because it's like knowing that you're enough the fact that we push so hard is mm-hmm. I I'm not like by any means perfect there are times where i'm like why did i like do this like why did i act like this or why why was this so i thought i was being natural and i look back and it really wasn't and it's 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 only when you doubt yourself in that moment that you overact because if you really feel like you're enough and you just say and do as a normal person would say and do or or that character would just say and do yeah you have faith in that confidence for themselves yeah you have that confidence yeah then it'll show and i think so much of acting is like your your inner confidence well, you have to be confident enough to really not do much at all. Yeah, to know that you're enough. Yeah, and that, that, I think that's a really important statement that you're enough because mm-hmm. I took uh, an acting class with Leslie Kahn, which is like a TV and film acting, mostly like sitcom, comedy stuff. But there was a scene where we had to, I was like drying the dishes, watching something on TV. And you like, you don't want to just stand there staring. So you're like trying to like express and like react and so, like the the teacher was like, stop, stop, stop! Like no one watches TV like that. Yeah. And there, she she was like, what are you watching? I was like, I get sports. The scene says sports. And she's like, do you watch sports? And I was like, no. Oh. And she's like, what do you watch? And I was like, I watch Shark Tank. She's like, see Shark Tank and now watch Shark Tank. And I just sat there like staring. And she's like, that's how you that's watch TV. Scene. And like that's what you need to do because then like the joke is going to be that your wife interrupts you and startles you and like that like. Yeah. Contrast is what makes the scene, but you having these big reactions like some kid watching cartoons, yeah. that's not realistic. Right. But people are scared to just to not do much, you know? Yeah, to to be to know that they're enough. So how did it's you scary. how did you get to that point? How do you practice? Yeah. I really believe in practice. Um yeah. I think like I I was talking about this we audition thing with you, mm-hmm. how like I had to call you cuz like the app or whatever the website was down. Yeah. But like um on days when I'm not auditioning or working mm-hmm. i'm on there helping other actors really yeah i do like hours every hour every day i do a few hours so you just do their sides for them i read i read with them yeah because i feel like i mean like i mean i live and 
I'm married, like, well, kind of married, almost engaged yeah. to an Olympian, right? Effectively, yeah. Yeah, true. and it's like, I mean, he always says like, well, who the fuck, what Olympian practices on the day? Yeah. No, you're not practicing on the day of no. the contest, like, or the, the audition. You're practicing. It's all, it's your whole life. Yeah. So I think I was like, holy shit. When he said that to me, I was like, I haven't been working. I thought I was working hard. Yeah. I thought I was a hardworking person. I've actually been a lazy piece of shit. Well, and that's another trap that actors and models fall into. They're like, well, if I'm not working, like I can't, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. And it's like, if I don't have an, if I don't have an audition for the day, like what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I guess I'll like go to the gym you or read like for go for a hike. You no, practice. practice, you go to school, you go to class. You, yeah. Like you, that's all part of practice. Right. And I just yeah. feel like I don't want to do some virtual class. Like I, I also learn by watching other people too. Mm-hmm. Like I learn by oh, watching yeah. good people, but yeah. also learn by watching bad. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, go, that has made me so much better as an actor. I've never used We Audition, so do download you, it. Are you mostly rehearsing with people? Are you helping them with their self tapes? You can do both. So you you can set out a request for a reader. Yeah, it's ten bucks a month. Yeah, like so, think so about like a sandwich whatever. a month, right? So, a amazing nice coffee yeah yeah, a sandwich a month yeah and it's amazing because you you can request for a reader in the, on the drop of a hat or whatever really? the expression is yeah. yeah so like an audition that would be yesterday would have been due but the mm-hmm. site was down so like yeah. whatever i had to call you but usually it's you you can get on you can get on request a reader mm-hmm. and you put them on you know the computer just like i had you yep. like on zoom yeah. but you film on your camera and then you get it done or you can go and you can be a reader mm-hmm. and some people charge I don't charge actors, um, but they do like they have people who charge and they put like a little they still request your PayPal, which I don't like because I, I, yeah. I find that like I had this one audition recently with a terrible reader, like an older gentleman who is British. If he ever hears this, he'll know who he is because he's like he's <laughs> on there all the time <laughs> fucking soliciting people for money. And um, he the first thing he said to me was, oh, right, hello. Um Right? Yeah, 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 no, literally, he's like, he was like, hello, all right, just first things first, you don't have to tip me a lot, but anything's appreciated. And I'm like, oh, so you like, you're saying I have yeah. to do it. So I already, <laughs> I already just wrote him off. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I knew that like the request took about five minutes to approve, which means no one else is online. So I couldn't cancel on him. Right. Cause I would, if so I can't like Uber driver, it's like, ho- like yeah. whoever's in your area, whoever's online. It knows. Yeah, it knows. Yeah. Right. So I was like, all right. And he did the scene terribly. He kept cutting me off. He didn't give me my moment before or my moment after. Yeah. And like, I, I just remember like the last moment was like me being very sad. I don't remember the scene. Of course, I already forgot the whole project, but I had to be sad. And it just like, I wanted like three fucking seconds just yeah, to show yeah. it. And he cut me off like the last, like that was brilliant. Out, out, outrageous. And I was like, I, and I told him, I'm like, Hey, like I wanted to do that. And then like, anyway, mm-hmm. I, the best take was already ruined and it was like, I'll try and do it again. But it wasn't, you know, the magic was already, I was well, already bring, annoyed. That's an important point is like, because you have your lines you have to say, but it's that moment before and the Sometimes, moment after where you get to do a little something to yeah. set yourself apart. And it's never the same twice. No. So, I mean, you can do a good job, but yeah. I liked personally for my taste, the one that he ruined. Yeah. Right. So then that's how I feel yeah. about it. So anyway, um, I did not tip him. And then I thought to myself, okay, like I know some people need to make a living and this and that, but like we're all actors on mm-hmm. here and I think we should be helping each other out. I think yeah. if you want to tip, sure. Do people tip you? 
they do and i always say please don't and i i i, I and they will ask me and they'll be like yeah. oh like you just you did so, oh my god i learned so much from you and like this was the best session i've ever had and i'm like okay great by the way do not feel free i mean do not, do not feel free yeah no no do not feel <laughs> yeah. obliged i should say yeah. do not feel obliged to tip me i'm like i'm here just to help actors and i think there was this and one and it's helping you it is helping you're, you're me. like by giving you're getting yeah Absolutely. and like this one guy insisted and he like tipped me and then he also emailed me a starbucks gift card and he was like just for just because you told me not to i had to and i'm like oh my gosh but you know but i don't i don't do that oh sesame staring at so me. how long does a session usually last if someone if you're on there just trying to help people out an hour 20 minutes it depends because like so when someone's novice it takes me forever someone's yeah. really new what's when, forever like an hour two hours yeah i've done like two hour things for people yeah and the um, base price there's no base price it's just no. a connection yeah and then they can tip you yeah but some people have a base price some people say i charge 30 bucks for 30 minutes or whatever and it do they those have are, qualifications are, no. that are like, this is why I deserve no, this money? No, that's why those are the people. Fuck those people. Yeah, those are the people you yeah. don't go to. You go to the people who don't charge. Yeah. Um, because I, I've worked with like this one. Oh my God, what was her name? Michelle Froth or something? She was mm. on like um, a bunch of shows. Oh my gosh. She was, she was a really famous actress. And I just remember being like, what the fuck? I yeah. couldn't believe it was her. She didn't charge. And she's, you know, you would want to learn from her. Yeah. Not and, that bald guy that I was talking about. And she's probably on there because she's trying to flex that muscle. Because flex she's having a muscle. slow day and she's like, you know what? I'm going to put in some reps. She did. How do I do that? Match up with other people and just yeah. work on material. And she genuinely helped me. Yeah. And when you start putting a price on things like that, that's your side hustle. It's a work. Yeah. It's like this British guy who's like, he's it's like, I'm trying hour. to make my rent. And yeah. he's not putting in... A genuine effort no. for the love of the game no you know? it's it's amateur hour it's yeah. not anything to be taken seriously whatsoever but you also talking about how you know when you asked me to do this self-tape with you with you which i was happy to do and i like because i like putting in work as well um you mentioned that you don't care about the reader's performance yeah which I is don't. super important because you don't know if you walk in for some network audition in front of the producers this is how they'll do it yeah hello Every, every time it's like this. Okay. Yeah. I'm quite busy this week. So next week I'm open. Do you want to still meet? Like yeah. that's And then you be... have to respond to them as if they're giving you all the emotion in, in the world. In your mind, what, yeah. how you'd react. Which is a skill an actor needs to have. I think so. And I actually learned this from Amy Linden, who's an acting cl- like coach that I like live and die by. Mm-hmm. And I've had Khan, you know, Gaber, yeah. everybody that you yeah. could, I have never liked anyone except yeah. for Amy. Um, Amy is the least bullshit out there and you cannot learn from people who don't do themselves amy has been a guest star a co-star a lead a series regular she's still a working actor yeah. she still outworks all of us so yeah. like i will not learn from somebody who has never done it themselves right. so right. i just won't I, I can't take it seriously i don't care what you say i'm not that brainwashable and i i just felt that way when i walked into a lot of acting classes and um so yeah, i always felt I like feel, they yeah. weren't yeah they weren't about it it was all bullshit and mm-hmm. i knew actually i was and i don't want to be like cocky or whatever but i knew my baseline was strong because i innately know myself so i know that i'm not going in there like completely lost right yeah and i I've had experiences with teachers where I felt like they were just trying to tear me down to find something wrong with me when there was nothing. Well, and, all, and I've seen notes yeah. on, I've seen notes where like no, no notes perfect. And then they would come out and pick at something and I'm like, okay, it's preference at that point. But it's, eight, it's like a therapist who doesn't want to cure you because they want you to keep coming, coming back and back. paying every week. Yeah. And that's a whole and topic. And then you get into this, I've with some acting schools it's it's like who can be the best at this school and it's like no guys we're trying to get out of here and yeah. work 
Like I don't want to be the best at this school and have like all like people like look at me like oh he's the top dog and it's like at yeah. school. <laughs> and that's the personality of a student. And you can't yeah. really fault the teacher for that, but yeah. like I've seen that even in Amy's class where because mm-hmm. she's so magnetic and she's so successful i've seen people like so i did my i did a class with her and immediately like i finished my scene and i i knew i i, I had a lot of experience over these people they were very very new right yeah. so she was just like okay you're advanced so she was like i'm just gonna go and just go, come on say it um these are the two areas you need to work on that's it right and yeah. we moved on from me really quickly and she sent me separate email was like you know i want you to come to my master class whatever but i remember being in the class and i told her something like oh i just find it really interesting that you you subscribe this scene to me because I specifically have a problem with crying. Yeah. Like, and, and this is, this requires me to cry. And I did, I actually cried, which was good, but it was easy. Cause it like, it had so much lead up, yeah. but, um, the guy, I remember she was just like, Oh yeah. She made like a funny comment. She was like, Oh yeah, I must be psychic. Like, you know, cause I tend to know, I tend to know what like these people need and I can, I can give a scene to the right person because right. I know they can do it because she's seen so many. Actors. Yeah. It's like she knows your type. Six sense. Yeah. She knows the type yeah. that you would be going for. She's yeah. like, yeah, I would, wouldn't give you something like I wouldn't be, I don't know, a basketball player. Like it just would be too far, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like she give me something that is me right and she'd give you something that is you and then i remember that one of the other students was like how did you know that i would do this and i was like oh i can see what he i feel like he's been through so much trauma i feel like he's had acting coaches before make him feel like he needs to earn like favor with Mm -hmm. them and i think it was so awkward but like you said like it's trying to keep you in that mindset and that's where acting classes can get really scary yeah and sometimes they give you these like these scenes that you're supposed to sort of dissect on your own and then bring to class. Yeah. And they set you up to fail. They give you something where That's like you, you never could have figured out the answer. And then oh, yeah. they pride themselves on being like, well, you did that totally wrong. Here's how it should have oh been. And God. it's like, no one would have arrived at that yeah. based on the context <laughs> no you gave me. No one would have arrived at that. Like, so it, it, it's sort of this like self masturbatory thing or it's, I, I don't know. I don't do it. I don't I, like I it. I like to get in, learn what I can and then get out, move yeah. on to the next one and like, you know, add to my toolbox. But yeah, I want to work. I don't want to, like rise through the ranks of certain exactly it's not a cult like yeah. i'm not but they I'm get not, very culty yeah. yeah it's like i'm not in this for some badge of fucking honor that you yeah. guys care about it doesn't exist in my world so what are you in this for what's what's the goal what's the goal you know, I know you're i mean you said you booked like 23 campaigns last year I did. you've been on tv you've been in movies you're yeah. on netflix yeah i mean you're, you're I killing know. it thank you i don't actually know i i just loved i love being on set so like i know it sounds very like cheesy but i don't really i've done other jobs before i own a restaurant i also used to be a kindergarten teacher i love kids i love animals i love traveling i have um out interests outside of this but i always feel like compelled to come back yeah to this as a career i mean the payoff is great so you know like the campaigns that's i don't really have to tell you why i like to do those nice yeah those ones are good for money yeah but Mm. For theat- like theatrically speaking, it's just fun. It's a great way to earn a paycheck. Yeah. Like we went to Big Bear. Oh, it was so easy. And we were in the car. We were like, do you think we're going to rap early? And we early? played with a kid. Do you, do you like, think we're we going to had- work hard? And it's like, I was like, I think we're going to work a lot, but it won't be intense. And I was kind of right. You were. Because we were, it was just us. It was a mom, a dad, and a kid. And, and a the, cute kid. A cute kid who was her first time ever. And she, she nailed killed it. it. She, she nailed it. She was great. <laughs> But yeah, they used us a lot, but they knew what they were looking for. It only took a couple takes to get each, you know, each little segment. 
And then otherwise we were just like chilling in a cabin eating snacks and yeah. Big Bear. And, and doing riddles. Like you were doing riddles, doing riddles with, riddles with girl. a girl. Yeah, my little, <laughs> a little girl had girl. a lot of weird synchronicities. She loved you. Yeah, she you guys was were great. cute. Um, but it's like, that's a fun, if you can be in the moment, if you can enjoy the downtime and then turn it on when the when they call action and the pressure's mm-hmm. on. I love that balance. And I just like... I haven't found a job I like more. No, you know? uh, yeah. Is that your reason? It's just that you have so much fun, right? I have so much fun and like I have other skills like you. I have a lot of interests and I, you know, I published a book and I have a podcast and I yeah. sell art, but nothing, nothing is like I keep doing this. Yeah. I, I've put in, I'm almost at the 10 year mark. You know, I've been at this for eight years or whatever, maybe even close, closer to 10 at this point, but you have. Yeah, I mean, I started, I really got into it when I was like 25, 26. Wow. I'm 34 now. And it was more part-time for the first yeah. few years. And then it I, always is. I flipped a switch and I was like, I'm going for this. Yeah. And then I started to, you know, I've just built my way up. Yeah. But I keep doing it. And I've I've got, I've soured on the industry. You know, the pandemic was weird. Things slowed down. I, I talked myself out of it, but I keep coming back to it. Mm. And I've applied, I've looked at other like big boy jobs, like <laughs> nine to fives. And I, I know that, getting into an office and it's like, oh, they have free lunch and like snacks. And mm. I'd be like, this is fun for a month. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, this doesn't end. You know, yeah. you're coming nine to five or more every day. And I did that. I worked in theme park design and I wanted to leave every single day. But when I'm on set, like I'm stoked to be there. I mean, it's probably very fulfilling. It's very fulfilling because you earn each, you have to apply for each job. Yeah. You know, you you can't just phone it in for eight hours no, and then go home and clock out. Or be brain dead or not apply yourself. And do the bare minimum and not yeah. apply yourself because you need to stand out. You need Because you want you want the footage for your reel. So you want that yeah. to look good. You want the client to be happy. So they tell your agent and your agent's happy. It's a constant. You're constantly yeah, trying work. to like hit the marks. And I love that pressure because it doesn't allow me to bring this full circle. It doesn't allow me to cut corners Yeah. because I will cut corners if I find the opportunities. Yeah. Oh, but that's I, true. But you... I can't, you can't, if you want to keep, you know, I could show up to my next shoot and put in the bare minimum and get away with it. But will there be a next shoot after no, that? There Probably wouldn't. not. So, you know, you learn that lesson pretty quickly or else you die on the vine. Yeah. You know? Huh. I also think there's something to be said about like being good at it. And I know it's yeah. it's kind of like, oh, it sounds conceited. But like when you know you're good at something, it, you also want to do it. You want to do stuff that are, you get, that you're skillful. You know skillful. get better. There's infinite room for growth. There is. But you also want to do things that you're good at. I think that's yeah. like human nature. And I yeah. think sometimes like that's not spoken about enough mm-hmm. where it's like, what if you're just good at it? Like that makes you enjoy something. You know what I mean? Like I I was on set a lot this year and I did a campaign for Lord and Bell for Bloomingdale's. It was like a skincare thing. And I I did a bunch of stuff. Like I did Pachanga, which is a casino commercial. I did that thing with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I I did a bunch of other stuff. I don't even remember. But I just booked Target. Oh yeah, Target. Exactly. Yeah, I don't even remember. I I do stuff and I just forget. I don't even remember all my jobs. No, (laughs) I don't. Because, you know, when you're working, you just don't remember. Um, And then I get confused. So sometimes I see stuff. I'm like, oh, is that me? Like I don't remember shooting it but is that crazy be, like, you have to constantly be in the moment because you know you audition you put all your effort into it and then you forget about you it. you completely forget and then your agent will be like hey you booked this like oh, i totally forgot about that or i forgot that i even auditioned yeah. for it because like, what if is you this? if you worry about it you start thinking oh, how am i gonna spend all this money this buyout's huge yeah and then you're no. not gonna book it no you never do you know <laughs> yeah. yeah so i just like set it and forget it but i just remember doing all of those like back to back and it was like all eight of those back to back were like 
oh my God, every client was like, you just like really know what you're doing. And it it really made me feel like, oh my God, like that was fulfilling to me. I was like, really? And they were like, yeah, you're a professional. I think that I did this that like one. That feels so good when someone yeah. says that. Like, don't like, you know? Yeah. That you feels know what great. I mean. I know exactly what you mean. And it's not always that someone's and like. And they did that to us on, on our thing, which was yeah. nice. They, they, yeah, they, they said that to I us. Try to, I try to give that back. When I work with a photographer, a director, oh, yeah. I love efficiency. When like the director Same. has his vision, he sets it up, he gets the shot in two, three takes, maybe less, and then moves on. I'm just like, thank you for being efficient. Like, yeah. thank you for knowing what you want. You're really easy to work with. Because when someone says that to me, it feels so good. I know. And, you know, I hope that I can bring that as often as possible. But, you know, you learn by being like being on set with you. I learn from you. I learn from the director. I learn from the photographer. Um, and yeah, like that, that infinite room for growth, I think, is also just what keeps me coming back because oh. I can't get complacent. Um, I can, you can always level up. Yeah. You know? And, um, and it's fun like playing dress up. I mean, I'm a girl, yeah, so I'm pretend. like, I'm like, I like, I like playing dress up. It's make believe. Yeah. I, I like it. I get to dress up like a cowboy and say yeah, like, be an Italian cowboy. <laughs> lines. Like, and then I get paid for what it. What the hell's an Italian cowboy? I don't know, but you get to be it. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure it out on set. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just, I don't know. And it's, do you think, being like a sensitive kid, an artistic kid is what gave you the predisposition to be good at something like this? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, being sensitive and I, it's so funny. I think I talked about sensitivity with you in the car, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. I was like, I used to really look at it as a weakness and oh, I used I was to like, like a crier that. as a kid and I was you so were. ashamed of it. Yeah. If I got in trouble, I'd start crying. Oh. Yeah, I, know that. I still you're, cry a but lot, you but know I'm okay what? with it now. I believe it because yeah. you're super romantic. You were talking about the things that you would do for some of these girls, and I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, yeah, really what a romantic. sweetheart!" Yeah, but I think that sensitivity, you know, actors, people assume they're these big personalities, and they may put on that face, but they have to be sensitive. You have yeah. to be, and a lot of that comes with insecurity, and you know you. You it does comedians and you think they're going to be these big hilarious personalities and like they're just wounded they're children very wounded and like they're like standoffish and they're yeah. quiet you know it takes me a while to open up because i like to okay. observe and figure out my situation and then once i've sort of figured out how to approach each person right? approach each person and like meet them at their level yeah which i think is another skill that you're good at that yeah that, i think that helps me match the tone like that's like my number one question is, you know, if you're kind of on this run and gun shoot, my, you know, my, my questions are like, am I looking down the barrel? Am I looking off camera? Yeah. What's the tone? How yeah. happy am I? Cause I can just like change my dials okay. and figure out that tone, which is super important for a client. Like, you know, yeah. certain clients want you so happy and smiley and certain serious athletic stuff. And then there's like, you know, serene Zen mindset. So just being able to know your, those levels is, yeah. is huge to be able to, you know, because you're on a shoot, you don't have time to like do your character. No, backstory. you have to switch it on really quickly. Yeah. You got to be able to find that that gear quickly. Yeah. So that's like my my advice for someone. Like, if you have a few seconds with the director or the photographer, just be like, "What's the tone? You know, yeah. like what, what's my attitude? What's the mood? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I think I used to look at sensitivity as like this big like 
I don't know, weak thing. But mm-hmm. now the older I get, the more sensitive I am. Yeah. And I talked about this in the car with you. I actually cut, I'm better at cutting people off now. Yeah. I mean like, nope, I just don't even welcome that in my space. I think I mentioned yeah. a few scenarios. Because like, absorb it. Yeah. Or remember I told you a few scenarios yeah, of like yeah. the yeah. people who offended me who like didn't. Yeah. And I just was like, you know what? I just, um, I just don't welcome this. And I think I would have entertained it when I was younger. I would have yeah. been like, oh, it's okay. I'll still see this person 500 times. Yeah. What the fuck? No, I yeah. want you to see them five seconds more, you know? Well, that's something you get with maturity. You realize some friends are... <laughs> don't worry, we can cut out any <laughs> It's okay, you don't have to cut it. I just <laughs> uh, thought it was funny. You have uh, good memory. That's all. I just couldn't believe you remembered um, it. But you, like a lot of friends are friends because of situation and proximity. Like maybe you yeah. went to school with them or like you grew up with them and you think that they're your friend for life, but then yeah. you realize you get to pick your friends. Yeah, you do. And eventually some people aren't good for you or they, you, they don't match up with you anymore you've grown in different directions yeah. and or you don't like the effect they have on you or friendship yeah with business alike business relationships alike yeah your boundaries can be clear and yeah. you don't have to entertain all scenarios within friendship no. or business either no you know what i mean like i'm if better you're a people pleaser you might exactly do it to your own detriment. oh you will like yeah. i i remember when i was on set in at for target recently mm-hmm. where i was like just kept to myself i was quiet i shut my eyes and i just disappeared or yeah. like i would just go sit in the corner and not talk to anyone and yeah. i think a few people went up to me and were like are you sick are you okay you yeah. look so sick and i'm like do i look terrible i was like do i look <laughs> i must look like shit they're like you look just so bad like are you okay and i was like oh no i just like need I just need to recharge my batteries. Like I can't yeah. give you all myself because when I go on set, I'm just tired and then yeah. your my performance will suffer. And they're like, Oh, okay. Okay. Cause I'm not naturally an extrovert. So it does take a lot out of me, me either, to yeah. do this kind of stuff with people. I don't know. And when you're on set, you know, you have all this downtime, but you're having downtime with strangers. Yeah. Like I'm, meeting you for the first time we're meeting this young daughter so you have to kind of like you know yeah. play kindergarten teacher a we little do. bit with this, we're you know. obliged to like and then you you know some of the most tired days i have are days where i had the most downtime because yeah. you're constantly ready it's the most interaction you're always like ready for them to call your name and you're like and you're exhausting. never really relaxing it's not like you're at home on your couch no. where you know no one's gonna come grab me yeah you're always like at the ready yeah and i think that takes it out of you i'd rather almost rather be working the whole time, working the yeah. whole time as opposed to just being like talking to this guy who's like maybe a little too talkative and i'm mm-hmm. trying to like be like you know because you don't want to be rude and be like hey man i just need to like be alone but you also deserve to take that space yeah. sometimes you can be rude and say you. yeah like i did that at target you yeah. know and they were like oh okay and then like when i was on set everyone was tired yeah and i was like okay i was like ready to go mm-hmm. every scene felt brand new yeah so yeah, I mean, that's a, because you, you don't want to be rude. You don't want to be unfriendly. But yeah, you need to do what you never need to do to keep your batteries charged. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to put it. Yeah, batteries um, charged. Interesting. So as we're winding down and, you you know, you talk about getting all these DMs from your followers. Yeah. And what if you could just kind of give a brief summary of advice, like what advice would you give to someone who wants to either dip their toes into this industry or progress in from you know the position they're already at like what would you what what's your top not top five but like what's what's your snippet what's your go-to advice yeah it just ties back to the first thing you were talking about which was just like work for it just work for it like there's no shortcuts and if there are good but they don't last you know you can get one film you can get one show of shortcuts also that yeah 
right? Because yeah. they, they seem like great ideas and they present themselves as really good. And mm-hmm. then that's when like the Harvey Weinstein thing shows up, right? Yeah. That's when those things happen. Yeah. So it's good. But you know what? Like, look, there's no judgment, by the way. Like, and for, for anyone who's done that, which was a lot of people we see on TV right now, sure. be honest with you, I have no judgment because I know that they did put in the work. It's not like they, you know, just, oh my God, here, let's just all have sex like it obviously doesn't work <laughs> right. like that no. right of course like there were things that had to happen and Certain like things life can experience. open doors but you have to be able to walk exactly through it. Yeah. so like at the end of the day like oh my gosh just like get on we audition i don't work for them i don't get any yeah feedback. i'm getting on there yeah but get on there because you're around it's a way to virtually connect you to a bunch of actors who are some on the same boat as you mm-hmm. some like who need your help and yeah. some who can help you yeah and that's a great that's a great place to congregate and just spend your time like are you going to be on youtube watching stupid shit or are you going to go on we audition and read i would rather read stupid shit honestly because i've had a lot of those auditions where i'm like ooh, you know but it's it's so good because then now i know what bad writing looks like i know what good writing looks like and and you can watch how can someone take bad writing and make it look natural yeah you learn there's no fucking like who would say this yeah but you have like you know you learn you make it your own and you learn you learn by watching yeah and also like watch tv i mean that's probably the easiest of all but don't just watch it mindlessly don't watch reality tv don't watch stupid tv watch good shows because when you see a good actor shows that you want to be on oh my god yeah shows that you want to be on like last night i watched crazy Mm ex-girlfriend this was for like the eighth time do you know how brilliant that show is i've watched it this is like season one and two i think there's only one and two yeah i've watched those like eight times because the whole cast and i can't tell you all their names because they're not these like you know headliney grab headline grabber type actors right. they're not super famous but they're so good and i could see i remember because i've spent so much time on we audition i know what's I, and I, obviously i audition myself i know mm-hmm. what a script looks like right yeah. but i know how they're written and when i see the actors do the lines they're not doing it the way exactly it was written no. and i'm like holy fuck like they they were running like the, their lines were just running into each other and i was like wait that's brilliant mm-hmm. i'm gonna take that because i know no no one else is gonna do it like this this is a real professional and when yeah. i go into the audition i'm gonna try this like i wish i could even just like throw up a snippet just to show you i just don't have netflix pulled up right now mm-hmm. but i think it was like season one episode three where paula is talking or like she's just going through she's having a fit but the her monologue was so fucking brilliant yeah. and i just was like wow it's just stuff like that because those i mean when you see a wall of text on a script on sides you're like oh fuck like because you got to really bring it yeah to make that your own and make it look like it's coming out of your head in the moment yeah it's not easy you know right it's a lot yeah sometimes it takes weeks to memorize this shit i'm sorry but like how you you know it's a lot it's a lot of work i mean i can get like i'm good at memorization i can get the words down verbatim pretty quickly oh good but i can't it takes me a while to get the thoughts and the feelings and like the you know the motivation to say those words All not just the words, yeah. yeah not just saying them because yeah. you know them actually like finding them in the moment that's a whole nother yeah it reminds me of like olivia pope because she just all her whole show is just like monologues like this yeah like and she Sorkin. does it so good and yeah. i really like believe everything she says yeah. i mean that's she's just like a true professional I don't yeah. feel like I'm on that level. But, well, you're but getting there. You're definitely inspiring me. No, no, no. I don't feel like I'm on that level. But guess what? My awareness that I'm not on that level right. is part of my journey. Yeah. 
And that's also what is what will probably get me closer to that level, yeah. more so than me thinking I'm on that level when I'm not. And trying to cut a corner to get up to it. Right. It's the awareness. And you don't actually know until like you you don't know until you know. So yeah. your awareness really matters. So you need to see how other actors are doing it. And you get to learn from their setups. You know how many amazing setups I've seen on We Audition when I was like, That's are interesting. Are you fucking kidding me? Their yeah. shit looks three D. My really? shit looks like absolute like twenty twenty ten garbage next to I their know, shit. I need to update mine a little bit. I don't know. I want to talk to a casting director. Like, what stands out? Like, what kind of color background do you yeah, like? Yeah, you know? purple. Like, these people are using... They're that, using all kinds of colors. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's so competitive. I'm not... But that a lot, it gives you the room to set yourself apart. Yeah, you're watching other spend people audition. Spend 100 bucks on Amazon. Get the better backdrop. Yeah. The better ring light. You know, And spend the 10 bucks on We Audition. Call me and you know, yeah. I'll do Zoom sides with you. Thanks, I will. No, yeah, I, yeah, I will. But I'm just saying like... You know, put in the effort because I used to yeah. use these apps that would like read the other person's lines out loud in like a robot voice, and it's just like not. Oh, I, I never heard of my this. roommate wouldn't be home, or I wouldn't have a girlfriend at the time sure. to do it, and I, I wasn't using. Re-audition. I could be your acting girlfriend in please, the sense that I please. will always read for you. For that, yeah. yeah, and you read for me. I mean, that's like yeah. the perfect scenario. Yeah. But yeah, we audition. I, I actually recommend getting on because awesome. like the days that I'm on set or I can't help you, you can just pop on there and someone will be there for like for you in two seconds. And if no one will do it for free, you can pay someone and yeah. they will be there in like one second, right? Because everyone's yeah. like cash grabbing. And it's like, what do you pay them? 10 bucks or something? And then yeah, like, they ha- they range from like $2 to like 30 I think yeah. is like the maximum. And it's like, if you needed it, you need it. You so, needed it. Yeah. And it's the the resource, right? And it's also like you're, you're learning by watching other people. Yeah. Again, it's just that's you're you're really fully immersed yeah this has been super inspiring you're really i'm so glad we did this because i was nervous i haven't you know dusted off my podcast chops in a while i hope this... it recorded and we just <laughs> oh shit <laughs> no, <I did. laughs> thank you so much this has been thank wonderful you. and i'm really happy you invited me over i got to see sesame again yeah she loves you i have a feeling we're gonna work together again soon i hope so yeah well thank you thank you all right bye kids ciao